When there's a major issue at work, we hold AARs or after action reviews. We document or discuss what went wrong, why we think things went awry, and what we can do to improve, be better, and basically avoid the same issue from reoccurring. And because I'm me, <laughs> I do the same for my love life, my relationships. So every time a relationship ends, I do journal about it and I even have like diagrams of how I felt during the relationship, what happened, what are the milestones, how I was behaving during, after, and even before the relationship. And it helps me by giving me the perspective I need so that when I move forward, I don't have regrets and I have learned for the better. And for this episode, since I'm in a bit of a time crunch, I'm gonna make it as fast as I could. I'm so sorry. So it's gonna be unfiltered, very raw, maybe the most raw episode so far and just <laughs> honest, I guess, and very vulnerable. So try as hard as you can to not judge me, okay? Not that I care, but yeah. <laughs> so before I list out my dating mistakes in my early 20s, I want to start off by saying I've never actually been in love, but I've been attached and there's a difference. So before we get into that, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read the vows that I wrote for myself in terms of romantic relationships and for each vow, I'm going to share a particular reason or story that inspired that particular promise to myself, okay? <laughs> so the first one is, if it doesn't work out with them, don't force it. God is protecting you from a miserable marriage. So I've only had two full-blown relationships so far and I wrote this because I noticed a pattern where when things are no longer working out, instead of gracefully letting go, I would strive and strive and strive and try my hardest to make it work just because I don't want the feeling of failing at something. So I used to see relationships the same way that I see projects or the same way that I see achievement when it comes to academic or like professional stuff. I don't want to fail. And so in the end, I would make a fool of myself trying to chase this person, trying to make them feel the way that they did in the beginning. And I just end up even more miserable. So now my mindset is that if I'm left all alone trying to work things out and fix things and my partner is no longer willing to put in the work I would let go hopefully <laughs> by now I've learned this lesson I would let go and trust that God has something better in store for me and that he is just protecting me from a marriage that could be miserable or like very incompatible with my values and all my goals in life. So 
I'm working on having that more detached approach when it comes to relationships. If it's not working out, maybe the next one will. So like Ariana Grande would say, thank you, next. On that note, let's proceed to the next vow. So I vow to not be impressed by someone's efforts, attitude, promises in the first three months. Politicians are nice and generous right before the elections, but once they're throned, once they have won, once they got what they want from the people is when the true colors and intentions show. So another dating mistake that I've made in my early 20s is believing everything that the person is saying and showing me in the first three months. So personally, I prefer and I aim to show my potential partner who I am right at the beginning. Like I lay all of my cards down. I'm very transparent, very vulnerable and I just don't want them to be surprised a year into the relationship because they've met a different version of me right at the beginning. I At least I try my best. But my mistake was expecting everyone to be that vulnerable and transparent right at the beginning because now I know that some people would really put their best foot forward. And I'm sure... Most of us do the same to some extent, but what I'm talking about here is almost like love bombing. Like some people really go to the extremes of showing you the most perfect version of themselves right at the beginning. And you would know that it's inauthentic and just a show or a mask that they put on to be able to get what they want from you. First, by how sudden and how sharp the transition was from the lovey-dovey version of them into the kind of apathetic or a bit negative, dull version of them right at the end. So if it's a normal honeymoon phase that is just fading because you've gotten to know each other a little bit better, it's gotten a bit, co- it's gotten a bit comfortable... It's a different feeling versus when you can no longer recognize the person right in front of you because they feel like a stranger because they're so 100% or 90% different from the version of them that you met right at the beginning. So yeah, I promised myself to take my time to really get to know someone and see how consistent their values, their qualities their character are through the months that I'm getting to know them instead of being immediately impressed by their initial commitment and show of love and appreciation because everyone is nice at first observe how long that kindness lasts that's one of my favorite quotes I forgot where but yeah let that sink deep into your soul everyone is nice at first observe how long their kindness lasts okay we're on the third 
vow and I wrote don't take 100% of the blame but take 100% personal responsibility and accountability period <laughs> so I wrote this because my pattern or I would usually like when a breakup happens I would usually take all of the blame 100% of the blame and I would say to everyone that I meet that it's all my fault because I'm blah 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 I'm anxious I'm jealous I didn't give it my best shot but now I know that taking 100% of the blame is not fair to me and it's even not fair to the other person because if I take 100% of the blame first it robs the other person of the opportunity to learn from their mistakes to grow and to take accountability for their shortcomings second it's not fair to me and it's also gonna weigh me down and hold me back from moving forward with more ease and compassion because losing someone that you thought you're gonna spend your life with is already hard losing the future that you imagined with this person is also hard but losing a bit of like self-respect or compassion for yourself because you keep blaming yourself is gonna keep everything is gonna make everything harder for you so i vow to not do that to myself again i won't blame myself because at the end of the day it takes two people to make a relationship work and it also takes two people to mess it up my fourth promise to myself is to take things at face value don't justify their actions with your creative imagination and compassionate narratives (laughs) so i wrote this because when someone shows me a red flag or like hurts me in a subtle or not really in a big way to end a relationship who am i kidding even when they show me something really really negative and that should really turn me off what i used to do is overanalyze why they may have done what they've done i would think that maybe something happened in their childhood that's why they reacted this way maybe they were going through something really difficult that's why they crossed this boundary of mine or disrespected me in this way but now i i'm no longer in that place i'm no longer interested in overanalyzing and like i get it giving other people the benefit of the doubt is i think good in a way but when it's too much and too often you really have to like set a boundary as well because you can understand people be compassionate and consider where they're coming from without excusing and tolerating unhealthy or toxic behavior and while also setting boundaries for yourself and the last file that i'm gonna share with you because there are a lot more so i'm considering recording a part two or maybe just next year but yeah the last vow that i wrote that i'm gonna share with you right now is this you got you so i vow 
to not be scared of losing someone disrespectful, inconsistent, or even someone uninterested or uninvested in you. You got you. So I wrote this because I used to be so scared of losing my partner, especially after I have become attached to the person and we already have routines. They have already become a huge part of my life. I have a problem or have trouble. Like I struggle detaching from someone when a relationship ends. But now I promise myself that I'm going to be okay because I've seen it. I've experienced it that learning how to self-soothe, to validate myself, to regulate my own emotions, to surround myself with a healthy support system, to be grounded in my faith and trust in God's plan for me, those are already enough. I am enough. Having a partner or not having a partner does not in any way affect my value and worth as a person and now i understand that if someone no longer wants to be in my life that does not mean that i'm unworthy that only means we're incompatible that only means that someone out there is a better match for that person and for sure someone out there is also a better match for me and even if there isn't someone out there for me I don't stress about it anymore. I don't worry about it anymore because I'm working on becoming so secure and so happy in the life that I'm building, which does not depend on my relationship status, but depends on how meaningful and stable my life is, how grounded it is in my faith, and how content I am with the love that I'm receiving from God and that I've received from God as well as from the people around me and more importantly, the love that I can give around to my family, my friends and to my mission, to my community and to every life that I will touch in this lifetime. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the stories that I shared and that you learned something. Talk to you soon. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye.